happen here about, they'll tell about. <laughs> I see things. Well, I think we just picked up Dracula. My family's always been in me. Whole family of Draculas. You don't want to go fooling around other folks' property. Some folks don't like it, they don't mind us showing you. Come here, you nap-haired idiot! Uh, look what your brother did to that door! <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought you was in a hurry! <laughs> I just can't take no pleasure in killing <laughs> Just some things you gotta do. Don't mean you have to like it. Hey, Grandpa! We're gonna let you have this for Pa's the best killer there ever was. Hit that bitch! Hey everyone, welcome to Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. I'm Erica. I'm Kyle. Tonight we're going to be talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. We covered the entire franchise in our very first episode. Do you really need to go back? Yes. Like, that's what I left out, you dickwad? We have to hash out. We have to hash out the the fiasco (laughs) that is our first episode. Yeah, so uh, Sierra and I recorded it a couple years ago. and Has it really been that long? It's almost two years, yeah. What? Um, You pretty much just gave really, really So is this kind of like your first episode after a break? No, this is your second, ain't it? Kind of. We did like a mini episode last week, but um, it wasn't that mini. No, not really. Was it just the two? Yeah. yeah. Just the two of us. <laughs> so we um, can make it if you can. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we covered all seven at the time movies. Over ambitious. Yeah. There's guys. eight now. Yeah, unfortunately. But um, so we want to go back and cover each movie individually, along with the Evil Dead movies, because we did the same thing with those. So um, we're going to be covering that tonight. We're also going to have Erica and Sierra in a horror trivia face-off. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and the winner is going to go against John in our Exorcist episode coming up. Of a so, new game. Yeah, of a different game. So keep an eye out for that and enjoy the episode. I'm gonna play a game. Three times right now. Which is it? Which is it? What kind of game? Turn off the light. You'll see what kind of game. The dice? Okay, so the dice... Oh, tell you what... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, so the categories... Okay, so we got the horror trivial pursuit. It's okay. There's 
some questions that are kind of repeated and it's kind of like there's some really simple questions and some questions where you're like what the fuck? i don't give a fuck Damn who made yeah. the music for this really weird horror movie from 1937 yeah okay so the um the topics on the cards are monster which is purple gore which is they don't need blue. to know the colors you can just go so, through well, the know. Oh. um psychological which is red paranormal which is orange Killer, which is yellow, and international, which is green. So I'm just gonna let you know right now, paranormal and international. I might give you a run for your money. <laughs> yeah, okay. we'll see. So I'm gonna give you guys the dice. Um, How are you gonna decide who goes first? Rock paper scissors. Rock Dog. paper scissors. Rock paper scissors. Shoot. Make you can't easy. use a gun, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's cheating. <laughs> this is how Nora does it. <laughs> I'll let I'll let her go. We're gonna okay. go. Yes, you saw that, right? I can't kick her in the dick, dude. Nah, She's y'all pregnant. are gonna punch each other in the boob. <laughs> I oh. think I would. That would have hurt. <laughs> First off, her, not me. That's the point. <laughs> he is. A you point. have boobs of steel. Okay, so we're gonna do the first person to six correct answers wins. Okay. My ex spend name is the steel. And we'll get the cards. Yes. So that I'll give you the correct. cards. Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. Going down, bitch. All right. Blue. So Erica got gore. All right. Phone a friend. Where's Steven? Name the composer who scored the music for The Thing in 1982. What? <laughs> Is there going to be, like, an option to, like, catch the question, like, if she doesn't guess it? No. Okay, so I can't steal questions. Do you know that answer? I will give you that. I'm just going to throw out there, was it John Carpenter? It wasn't, no. Okay, I see, I threw that out there yeah. because yeah, he, no. he, does, he does compose There's music for his own Italian music. Movies. It's going to be, it's Ennio Morricone. It's not Goblin. It's not, not goblin. goblin. Not, goblin. <laughs> not goblin. You would have gotten partial points for not goblin. Not right. goblin. Zero. <laughs> a half a card, we'd rip it in half. Uh, right, so green. Green International. Oh fuck. In Martyrs from 2008, which character is haunted by a disfigured, emas- emaciated, emaciated, emaciated woman? Lucy, Lucy or Anna? Lucy. It was Lucy. Give me my card. What is this? First to what? Six. Six. Ladies and gentlemen, okay. Sierra has one. Blue. Blue. Sucky. <laughs> is this another fucking composing? <laughs> oh. Alright. What is the name of the character that has no control over her titular trait in Teeth from 2007? I don't know her name. I don't know her name. Dawn O'Keefe. What a great name. Oh, they needed a full name. The titular trait was her... Yeah, I got that. You know. It was her team. I was on board with the, uh, uh, I have, chowing, the I chowing. have red. I think it's red, but it looks pink. Red. Okay, red. In the invitation from 2015, what was the name of the deceased son of Eden and Will? Oh, we watched that movie. It was actually really good. It was it weird. Was, yeah. I'm not gonna... I wouldn't remember, like, a small thing like that, though. Ben. No. Ben. <laughs> Um, it's not her name. Eden and Will, you said? Yeah. Eden and Will. What would an Eden and Will name their child? It's definitely an Eden and Will name. I'll give oh, you yeah? that. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, Gabriel. Charles. Ty. Could you imagine if it was Gabriel? That would have been a really that good guess. That would have been fucking like, awesome. Been like, okay. okay, so right now, Sierra has one, Erica has zero. <laughs> and we're going to go through this whole fucking deck. <laughs> Ladies Purple. and gentlemen, this Purple. is the Slow Game Olympics. Who directed Near Dark from 1987? the last name though <laughs> dick i don't know Catherine bigelow <laughs> like deuce bigelow male gigolo Catherine was a female gigolo. gigolo yeah orange orange 
Glad I didn't say banana. In the ring. Oh, this one's easy. You're stupid. In the <laughs> ring, how many days after watching Seven. the Sinister videotape does one get their bullshit. doom? <laughs> this is bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, I f- I the got easiest Lucy. answer award goes to Sierra. You had two options. Yeah, it, it was 50-50, Sierra. <laughs> All right. I don't give a fuck. 2-0. <laughs> Fucking green. Is it green or blue? It looks it's green. It's green. green. Okay. You can green three times. Okay, 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 okay. You might have this. In Suspiria... What type of su- supernatural beings run the Tans Dance Academy? What that? Okay, this is how it's worded. In Suspiria, what type of supernatural beings run the Tans Dance Academy in Suspiria? They repeated. They were witches. <laughs> they fucking repeated it. <laughs> Good job, Erica. Just in case I didn't know it was Suspiria. <laughs> so Jesse just... came in clutch with the Suspiria <laughs> question so that I didn't look like an asshole. <laughs> so just in case you were wondering, it's two to one. I'm winning. Purple. Purple. Okay. In Fright Night from 1985, what kind of supernatural creature is da- Jerry Dandridge? Vampire. Correctamundo. And I and hate Fright again, Night. The easiest question award goes to Suck <sighs> Whatever. What is the phrase Wendy finds repeatedly typed on the entire manuscript of her husband Jack in The Shining? Really? It's not Red Rum. It's not Red Rum. No, I know that. Okay. I also uh, um, it's a... Uh, don't you let me down. I'm going to because I now I'm like completely I'm like on the spot and I can't remember it. You can't give her the answer. You're okay, you're going against her. I guess you can give her the answer. <laughs> the dang microphone and they picked that up. She was just whispering during the <laughs> I was, was watching this the whole time. <laughs> I don't think it picked it up. Yeah, Erica, no, what's your answer? Right it was all work. No play. Makes Jack a dull boy. Sierra <laughs> so can have the card. No, no, no I, your, I can't take. Question. I can't yeah. legally take the card. That's breaking the rules. Legally, apparently. Yellow. Yellow. No more giving each other answers. That was your preach. What was the other Christmas-themed film? What other Christmas-themed film did Black Christmas director Bob Clark make? Oh, a Christmas Story. What do you have four? She's got four. Four two. No, I have three. Yeah, four. Four. Okay. That was my dad's favorite Christmas movie. Green. If I roll another fucking green. What character in Vampire from 1932 is assisting the titular creature? Titular? Wait, what? What was the question? Hold on, repeat. What character in Vampire from 1932 is assisting the titular creature? Give her a different one. That's a bullshit question. Okay. What was the answer? The village doctor. Oh. Doctor... I'm not standing for the bullshit What 1960 questions. Italian film was an adaptation of the story The Vidge, so The Witch, I guess, by Nikolai Gogol? 1960 Italian film The Witch, we covered it. Okay. 1960. That means it's gotta be Fulci? It's, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's, um... <laughs> Argento. It's not... It's no. neither of them. It's, uh... 1960, 1960 was, uh... It is Mario Bla- Bava. Is it Black Sunday? It is Black Sunday. Ah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! All right. Mario Bava. Damn. Three, four right now. Those are the three oh, Italian much. directors that you have to know if you want to make people think you're a horror fan. Ooh. Fuck I'm sorry. Purple. Purple. I hate you, Fulci. Elsa Lanchester played the dual roles of the titular bride and Bride of Frankenstein and what author in the prologue of the film? Mary Shelley. Ooh, 5-3. Will she come back? Probably not. The House of the Devil from 2009 
We've seen oh, this in movie. the House of the Devil from 2009. What Academy Award-nominated director played Megan, the best friend of the protagonist Samantha Hughes? No, I know that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Greta Gerwig. Her film Lady Bird in 2017 earned her two Academy nominations. I didn't Academy watch Lady Bird, by the way. I oh, did watch it, and I was hoping it was better than it was. Everybody said it was really great, and then I heard a couple people okay. that were like, it's shit, so I didn't watch it. Siri, you could win it right now. I just burped and drank soda at the same time. That was weird. Uh, red. You might get this. Who directed the film Get Out in 2017? I'm not going to get that, because I did not get that movie. I didn't watch it. Don't give her the answer. It's Wait, the one she gave here. me one. Okay, hold gonna... on, hold on. It's one of those weird directors, John. isn't it? He's a no, comedian. He's a comedian. Is it like Key and Peel or yep. something? <laughs> Which one? Is it Key or is it Peel? <laughs> um, peel? Yes. Yes! Does game that mean I won? You won. Okay, so Sierra will go against John in the game that we will the play. The face-off of the century. In the Exorcist episode. I'm coming for you, John. Because I know he's listening. <laughs> I feel... Robbed. Like that, no, I feel like that's not fair because she's going to be here while you're while you're planning that game. No, he, he no, won't let me play. No. He, he doesn't let me... There will be... We don't rig games here except Sierra who gives Erica the answers to questions. That's friendship! That is friendship because I could have not given her the answers because... I wrote an essay about Toby Hooper, by the way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she was over here writing fucking... You were, it's like a love letter to Toby. Like, not to Toby Hooper, because, like, he's old. But, like, to his, like... His younger self. No, no, not to him, because even then he was fun funky looking, but, like... <laughs> like, to his movies and, like, what he did... Like, what he provided me as, like, a young person getting into horror. So I have, like, a love letter. It's not really a love letter, but it's more, it's it's creepy. Okay, so the game is out of the way, <laughs> and now we are going to talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From 1974. What happened was true. most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America. survives what will be left the texas chainsaw massacre after you stop screaming you'll start talking about it okay i just need to get this off my chest you know the spongebob meme the like yeah that's what that's what he reminds me of toby hooper no Leatherface. yes the caveman <laughs> yeah one? what the fuck <laughs> Like, when he's running through the house and he's just like, Ugh. that's what it reminds me of. I don't know why. Okay, so I want to discuss one thing before we get into the movie, especially because we're waiting for Kyle right <laughs> Nobody's now. Nobody's allowed to talk shit. Okay. No, no, I don't care. Like, you, if you, you don't give this movie a 10, no, you I'm got, never recording this show again. No, 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 you've got to do what you got to do. What, I'm, what I want to do is take a look at all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies you have seen 
And give me your favorite Leatherface mask. Favorite mask? Yeah, before we start talking about the original, what is your all-time favorite Leatherface mask I from any of the movies you've I seen? literally just told Kyle today that I, I loved this one. So I'm going to go with this one being my but, favorite. Well, he and has the reason two of them. He has two different masks in this one. From the beginning. Okay, okay. So not And the, the reason mask, being okay. is because, and the, this is what kind of throws me off, because you obviously, like, we've done a couple conventions, and I see, like, it's Halloween time, so you see Leatherface Halloween costumes. Yeah. At conventions, people are always cosplaying at them. I love this one because of how thin the mask is. Yeah. Like, when they get close up to him, it's, like, it's papery almost. Mm-hmm. Like, you can really see the detail on it, but it's, like, it's so thin that mm-hmm. I that's what I really liked about it. And that's what I said to Kyle is, like, it looks more realistic yeah. because of how thin it is. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't look like a like a thick piece of plastic. Mm-hmm. I think when they're thicker like that, which obviously human thin, human skin is thick, but like Especially I don't know, it looks mm-hmm. more it looks more fake. It looks more like you just bought a store bought mask. Yeah. You know, it's a little more Michael Myery, and then yeah. it is like like that. It almost looked like like cooked chicken skin. It was really I don't I just really liked it. That's what I liked about it, and I thought it was really cool. So, what's your favorite mask from all of the? Um, movies? I'd probably go with uh, the first one in this one um if i were to pick a second though i'd probably go with the i don't know twos was really good mm-hmm. it had makeup like more yeah twos was good and um i thought the one from the remake was good the 2003, 2003 remake because that one to me it actually looked like faces sewn together which is well i think the yeah, thing like that multiple, was cool in yeah. 2003 is that it actually showed scenes of him making the masks mm-hmm. and it showed him making um ke- taking kemper's face well, yeah that into fucking... mask. and like i just thought it was really fucking cool like i know we're not talking about that movie but yeah. the scene where he attacks him in the van it's crazy how vivid a lot of these movies are like you can mm-hmm. really remember them but you know the scene when they're when he's attacking the girls in the van and he turns, and he turns around and jessica beale sees that it's kemper's face yeah that oh, that's such me a, up. yeah okay. so um this movie, I remember... Um, 74, not 2003 yeah, anymore. the 74 one. The first time I watched this movie um, was in 2003 because... The original one was in 2003? Yeah. Okay. Because um, a friend of mine... Alex. Yeah, we rented the remake and we fucking like we were blown away we're like this is so fucking good so which for the record as far as remakes go it's one of the best yeah um thank you platinum dudes so i are you just biased about that though no i mean like look like look at the freddy remake uh halloween remake jason remake it's definitely like compared to them yeah yeah, it's definitely like one of the better remakes so um but we watched the movie we were like blown away by it like I, i really enjoyed it at the time so the next day we went to Alex's house and his brother, like his brother had the whole upstairs and he had this DVD collection and we would go up all the time and like steal DVDs from him to watch downstairs. So we went back to What's Alex. brother? Chris. Oh, it was yeah. Chris. <laughs> yeah. So we went back to Alex's house and we were. They had we a were, pet wolf. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they, they were a very wild fucking family. I love them to death. But um, Alex is a cool kid. So uh, it was. We went to his house one night, and um, his parents would go out shopping, go to church, and stuff all the time. So they would always leave us home alone. So uh, it's like late at night, and we were by ourselves at the house. And he goes, "Let's watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one, because we just watched the remake." And I'm like, "All right." So 
He goes, he puts the movie on, and the DVD menu's playing. And the DVD menu is, like, the dinner scene, basically. Like, it's, like, clips Mm -hmm. from the dinner scene. And we sat there for about an hour... Because Deciding we were, whether to hit play or we not. Were, we were too afraid to hit play because we were like, this is absolutely fucking terrifying. I do not want to push play. Fuck no. Oops. So that was my first experience with this movie. And it's cool because it, I'm able to like recall the first time that I saw it. So what you missed, Kyle's back. He's making us dinner. But um, we were talking about our favorite masks from the, horror, from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie series. Which, which one's your favorite, favorite Leatherface mask? mask? Probably the one from number two. Yeah. So now, mm, I number would say the, the original. Now to the original mask in the beginning of the movie looked really great, and mm-hmm. then they got that weird. The pretty makeup. lady. Yeah, See, yeah, okay, yeah. I like the pretty lady mask. It's one of my favorites. And then my second favorite mask behind the pretty lady mask is actually the third ones. Leatherface. Yeah, yeah, I like Leatherface's mask. Like, the the mask from the movie Leatherface. Yeah. Not the one... There was no mask in the new Leatherface, but the old one. I really liked that mask. Yeah. I also like the humor in that one, so... Which one are you talking about? Leatherface. Leatherface where you get shot in the face in the newer one? No, 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 no. not in the newer Which one. Which one was that? Um, Leatherface was released in the 80s. Because... Or not... It was 1990, 90. I think. Is that one? Oh, number two. That, that one. That's, right that's us. the mask. You're from... talking the third one? The third one <laughs> Are you sure you're not talking the fourth one? Shots fired. No, I'm thinking of the newer series. Oh. No, yeah, see, I'm Find take... out, he gets a space shot, and you put that Yeah, see, I didn't like on. that I one. I like that. I didn't that was, like that. That was, I thought it was a nice Can we just take a second? I, I repeatedly told Kyle I thought that Kirk looked like fucking, um... Craig Owens? No, looked like Greg Cole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, okay, so yeah, I I kind of when we watch this movie, I always yeah. see certain people. Um, <laughs> Kyle's burning his mouth on food right now. Every time we watch it, I think of like different people that I could see playing them in a remake, and like um, Kirk, we always say the Dawson. Yeah, yeah. Um, James Vanderbeek. Yeah, James Vanderbeek. <laughs> Greg Cole. Um, I do love Greg. <laughs> I would like to see James Franco as the hitchhiker. Yeah. Yes, I, I said the same thing. That's what I said to Kyle today. I was like, is it just me or is he kind of give you fucking Franco vibes? Franco Franco's vibes. kind of a creep too. So I and think... then, um, go away. The girl, Pamela, mm-hmm. um, Bethany Joy Lenz. Which we know her from. We know her from something, right? Um, she was in Colony. I just know her as an actress. I don't um, know her from that. Hang on. You can keep talking. I'll, I'll find a picture. Okay, so while he's looking for a picture, we're going to go around and just, since Dylan talked about his first time viewing the movie, we're going to hear everybody else's first experiences. Kyle, or is this probably the same, but... Well, the first experience, I mean... Uh, Pamela. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll actually tell you how the movie ended up in our household. <laughs> My buddy was renting a rundown fucking trailer up the road, mm-hmm. and we're hanging out in the trailer while his landlord had an even shittier trailer behind it. So we kicked the door. And was it the one that was in the woods? No, it wasn't the one in the woods. It was the one closer to the house okay. that was like falling in on itself. We didn't live in a trailer park, just so you know. But was we kicked in the door, right? and we are digging through it, and not only did we find an original Nintendo, which was pretty badass, we found a recorded VHS 
of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre first version director's cut. It was pretty freaking awesome. It, it's kind of funny, too, because Sierra always made that fucking trailer a landmark. We'd walk down Mountain Road and she'd be like, you see that trailer over there? That's where Kyle kicked the door in and we got Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> it was like a fucking landmark. <laughs> you two are wild. Like... <laughs> Backwoods, New York, I don't York, even know baby. where that VHS is anymore. It's gone. <laughs> the shameful thing, because there's a lot of scenes that they don't put in the movie no more. Your mom threw all of them out, and I was kind of bummed, because you guys had, like, all we the We had Friday- a really good... Yeah, you yeah. had all the Friday the 13th, all the Nightmare on Elm Street, like, mad VHSs, and May one day was just like, I threw all those out because nobody watches them. I'm like, I why? <laughs> well, when we well, were let- children, my dad used to love to torture us. So. Well, <laughs> your so now you to told them it. where we got the movie... Uh, Tell them about your first memory watching it. I'll be honest, I, I was pretty scared shitless of it. I was like 14 or... I think I was like 14. I might have been a little younger than 14. And it's more believable than a lot of, you know, in Friday the 13th, Freddy. Yeah. It's a believable movie. Like, this kind of crap could potentially happen. It's very unlikely, but I guarantee you there's some inbred fucking hillbillies that would do something like this. Yeah. I don't know. For sure. Who'd you watch it with? Did we all watch it together the first time, or was that... I can't remember. It was a long time ago. I watched the movie so many times, it's hard to really pinpoint my first experience watching it. I know that we had a lot of Texas Chainsaw family watches, but it wasn't always the first one. We watched the second one a fucking lot. It was one of my dad's favorites. So, with the first one... Uh, the, I remember watching watching it the most with my sister in our room because we shared a room. She was a lot older than me, and she always let me watch whatever movies that she watched because who the fuck cares, right? And this movie has always scared me, and to this day, you can ask Dylan, probably like every few months I have nightmares about Leatherface. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. Every few months, I like legit like, I didn't sleep last night. I had a dream that... Leatherface put me on a meat hook, like, legitimate. I'm still terrified of him, and I think that's why... I've had some crazy ones about... And it's, like, funny because, like, I'm always aware in my dreams, too, that he's, like, it's a dream, it's fine, but it doesn't matter. But I I think that that's what makes this movie so good is that after years and years and years of watching it, I'm still having nightmares. And I think that's where people misconstrue horror fans or not afraid of the movies. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Erica, what's your first experience with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I actually just watched the first one for the first time um, a couple months ago. I watched one and two. How'd you feel about it? I really liked it. It's creepy to me. It's a, I think it's definitely like I can see where it got like obviously there was like a lot of turmoil with it like when it first came out and it was like really controversial and I can mm-hmm. definitely see why. Um, but I think it's a fantastic movie. It's it's really awesome. We watched it again today, so that Kyle Kyle was like, I want to rewatch it if I'm gonna be on the episode. So we rewatched it today, and it's still it's just like, it's really eerie. And I don't know, like I've discussed that, like I don't really like some like of the older movies, like like their quality. Um, we watched the like an enhanced Blu-ray version of it, but it's still it's just like the way it's shot and everything. It's like it's yeah. super creepy. It's a very eerie. Like, it's eerily filmed. Like, even, like I said, I was joking before, and I said he was, like, Caveman Spongebob when he's, like, running through <laughs> the house. And even that's still, like, it's it's fucking creepy. Yeah, I think it's going to do with that and, like, um, 
how to portray Leatherface because you see throughout the movies and almost every one of them where you actually kind of see like he can tell when he screws up or messes something up and stuff. It's, it, a little it's almost like, like he punishes himself too. Exactly. He's slightly unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that the whole character, we can thank Gunnar Hansen for the character of Leatherface and who Leatherface is today and who, how he's portrayed because it was all Gunnar Hansen's artistic choices that made Leatherface who he is. Yeah, he... Gunnar Hansen is the one who had the idea to make him um, get men- mentally challenged and it was Gunnar Hansen's idea to not have him he made sounds more so than talk uh, really he created the character Leatherface he actually he went to a school um, because he didn't for, want to do an offensive betrayal yeah, he didn't want to do an offensive betrayal of um, of a, like a mentally challenged person so he went to a school he studied like how they learn how they talk how they act and really put that into the character and I think that that's good because um, I mean, probably it's not. believable and not well, like yeah, you're but saying. It's, it's like believable on a non-offensive level. Yeah, yeah it's not like so almost much. To where you... It's you pity him, but at the same time, like his character, like the way that the characters developed, you can't help but feel bad for him because yeah, he's obviously, a sympathetic character. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously he he was mentally challenged, but he was obviously e- easily manipulated. Also, well, he so, was raised into thinking that that's it was how, normal. Yeah. Exactly, like he, was and he didn't know to any do better. That. And so, honestly, I mean, the way he acts at certain times, you kind of can't blame him because, like, these people just sh- showed up at his house and just walked in. And he's so scared. Exactly. He was he's scared. scared. He, yeah. Um, he's primal. But, I mean, I as far as the whole, like, um, the mentally challenged thing, I think it's good because not so much then, but, like, now, especially nowadays with, like, how sensitive people are with things, um, I feel like any portrayal like that is it's like walking yeah. it's like walking on eggshells like you have to be very careful how you approach something like that and i like think that. that now because the character's already made in exi- in is in existence you can remake it a thousand times and no one's going to get too Yeah, but i think that it. it was done i even mm-hmm. even if this was like say it was just to be released now i it, as long as it was Gunnar Hansen that played him i think it it, it was done tastefully enough that it mm-hmm. wouldn't be offensive to be honest but. um so <clears throat> Erica, when she was talking about her first experience watching the movie, she had mentioned the way it was filmed. I do want to touch on that. I I did a lot of research, and not necessarily on the making of the film, because we did do a lot of research when we initially recorded. We've talked about it a thousand times. Nobody listens to that episode, Sierra, so repeat. Everybody everybody (laughs) has... Every horror podcast has covered this movie, Mm -hmm. and, like, the facts are out there. Yeah. So instead, what I did is kind of look at. If you want, at, to, uh, look it up on Wikipedia. I looked more into Toby Hooper's life and his inspirations and where he came from and where this love for filmmaking developed. And um, Toby Hooper, prior to this movie, had released two other films: one short, one full length, feature length. Um, the feature length was called Eggshells, and it's like a psychedelic hippie anti-war thing. Um, very very reminiscent of the time it was released in 1969. Um, But he was a documentary camera, Mm -hmm. cameraman. So he said that he put a lot of that experience into Texas Chainsaw Massacre to make it feel more real 
and and scary and i think that you definitely get those vibes although it's not like filmed like a straight documentary you definitely have the angles it's filmed like an indie film you, 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 like a modern one even mm-hmm. when you look at it there's beautiful sets and scenes and colors the lighting the lighting is fantastic in this Absolutely. movie like all of like it's the so sunset like and at this time i don't know in the 70s and 80s i feel like horror really lost the artistic aspect of filmmaking and it kind of just came about blood and guts and this didn't this movie didn't do that and uh but in other ways it totally changed everything that you could have ever imagined for horror in the 60s and it went a much darker shocking route than what you would have gotten in the 1950s and 60s so this movie really marked the change um, in slashers and it did very well with audiences like extremely well with audiences when it was released yeah, what's what's cool about it too is um the first movies always looked at as this like very violent gory bloody thing and it's there's really it's no really not I actually yeah Sarah found something cool I was about. watching an interview with Gunnar Hansen last night and uh, he had gotten a call about the ideas for the remake in 03. And I don't know if it was that they were looking at, at him for playing Leatherface again or if they were just kind of trying to get his feedback. But they had asked him, you know, or they had told him, listen, like, we love the original. It's great, whatever. But we want to do more of a psychological thing. We don't want it to be blood and gore and crazy. And Gunnar Hansen straight up asked the lady on the phone, have you ever seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Because it's not. It's, it's yeah. There's... Very little blood, and actually, with interviews with Toby Hooper, he was purposely going for G rating. So before he would even film certain scenes, like the meat hook scene with Pam, he would call the rating company and make sure that it would get approved for a PG or a, a G rating, opposed to getting an R. So like he, it was really important to him that it didn't get a very explicit rating. So I think it's funny that it is renowned as so gory because if you think back to it, the only blood in almost any scene is blood that was already existing on the wall. Yeah. It wasn't, there wasn't spatter, there wasn't or anything like that. when they like cut that. Sally for the yeah. grandpa, like that was it though. The, but that wasn't even that bad, you know? Yeah, the it was all minimal bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's very like, very minimal. But I think that the, it, I think it's the way that the movie stands out to you. Yeah. That gives you that thought that it's gory. I think that its violence is high, and it makes it gives the illusion of gore when there's not when it wasn't nece- like it, it's not necessary to make this movie scary. Yeah, one thing that I know that um has come up a lot, and you and I had talked about it a little bit, Sierra, was um Toby Hooper Hooper has always looked at this as a comedy, like a dark comedy. Yeah, and he was very annoyed at the fact that the audience I wouldn't say was, annoyed he was disappointed yeah that the audiences were so shocked by it because he thought it was like a humorous movie and like watching the movie I can see like little things here and there where it's just like okay that's a little comedic but for the most part this is not I don't find this movie funny it's just very yeah. unsettling and I, I do I do feel like it's very unsettling it. and I think it's very it's very dark and 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 insane honestly it's it's a very insane movie and what toby hooper had said is that the comedy comes from making taking an insane situation 
and creating normality in the insanity. Yeah. So. But see, to me, that's what makes it scary. Yeah. See, like, that, but yeah. I think I think that it could go either way depending on how you look at it. And and the the example he used was when they're dragging the girl into the house. Um, the father and was it? Le- no, it was the father and it was the hitchhiker. Was he the father or the uncle? I believe he's their father. He's the father. Yeah, well, look what your brother did to the door. Well, just because they're brothers well, doesn't mean that he's... I'm yeah. assuming, but whatever. Um, they're dragging the girl into the house, and he stops what he's doing. This girl's struggling. He stops what he's doing, and he looks at the door, and he goes, look what your brother did to the door. Like, a totally normal dad thing to do. I told you not to leave. You know, like... Mm-hmm. And uh, But it's like... Funny that they would stop doing what they're doing, dragging a girl in to kill her, to be like, oh, my, I gotta fix this fucking door yeah. now. Like, great. See, that's you the know? thing. Is like, that, like, that part, I, I see the comedy in it. And th- there are certain parts, like, when he's fucking beating Sally with the broom, and he's, like, yeah. laughing about it, I'm just like, oh, my God, this fucking guy. <laughs> I love, the actor that plays him is awesome. Yeah. And he comes back for the second one. Yeah. Same guy. So, um... Do you want? How do you want to do this? Do you want to go <coughs> like, scene by scene talk about some? Yeah, I think that we should because I think that there's a lot of really there's important. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, a um, lot of important scenes. Um, I think everybody knows the opening to this movie. Um, it's probably one of the greatest movie openings where I deemed Devil's Rejects as the greatest closing. <laughs> <laughs> this one is the greatest movie opening. Uh, it starts out with the story of the family. And what's going on in Texas. I'll play it here. Insert clip here. The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. In particular, Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young. But had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's, it's very eerie, uh, but I'm not going to go too far into that. After that, you'll see it like pans into... A corpse, like, hung up on, like, a... What is it? Like, a cross? It was wired up to the headstones. Yeah. yeah. And, uh... You you hear on the radio that there's... Grave robbings. Yeah, grave robbings in the area. You hear, and, like, the flash in the camera. Like, yeah, yeah. The iconic sound. So, pretty much... Uh, I'm gonna do the pretty much thing that he did in the first episode. <laughs> Fuck! Um, you find out that that's why Sally and Franklin were going there, that... They heard that the graveyard that their grandfather had been buried at was being robbed, and they wanted to make sure their grandfather's grave was all right. Well, While they were there, was, huh? They were told his grave was uh, dug up. No, they said that his his grave was okay. But pretty no, sure. No, she said it looked okay, but they were told that it was dug up. So, but I and, love I love the um, there's like the fucking crazy like drunk dudes and stuff, and there's like oh. You know, go talk to that guy. He's the sheriff. And then Sally just walks off with him like, yo, you're He's like, I'm guy. taking you. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no like, oh, okay. <laughs> but they end up going to the to the grandfather's old farm. And that's pretty much where the trouble starts. Well, and they pick up a hitchhiker. Well, they go to the gas station first. And yeah. the guy straight up tells them, you don't want to go there. And you don't want to bring your girls there. See, that's, what it, that's something that I always found pretty interesting with it was... Um, 
the hitchhiker or not the hitchhiker the the dad whatever he yeah. the cook i always call him the cook um cook. he he pretty much tells them like stay away don't go here like which i thought was odd of, too because doesn't he's the um he co- he cooks them yeah but like wouldn't he want them to go there i wonder if it was like a like a um well, like said, reverse psychology thing <laughs> where he's like telling him not to go in hopes that it eggs him on. He to said go, in, the, in the scene where they had the girl tied up with the grandfather that they basically said that he can't kill. Yeah, he said you. He's yeah, not I'd never killer. choke any pleasure in killing or some shit like that. Yeah. But so I mean, maybe it is something where he doesn't necessarily fully condone it, but condone he doesn't it. stop. I it mean, either. the second one is like fucking balls to the wall. He doesn't give a shit, but. But you also find out that he pissed that. off at the hitchhiker for robbing graves, too. So yeah, yeah. could add to the whole fact that he doesn't want them there. Yeah. It could also have to do with, like, Drawing. maybe he knows maybe he knows that they're looking into this, so he doesn't want any more attention more heat drawn, drawn to it. Or yeah. Something, yeah. That's what I got out of it. Or, or he knew the family, because when they said that where their house was and what the house was, he was like, you guys don't want to go in there. Like, I wonder if it was, like, a he-knew-the-family sort of thing, and he knew that somebody would come looking for them. Mm. Well, I mean, I, I, I honestly <laughs> think that it's probably more so coming from more, like, what Kyle was saying, how the cook doesn't, he doesn't necessarily enjoy the killing. It's something that they do. They At, pro- at one point, it was probably mainly for survival. They probably did what they had to do to eat. They're, you know, in the middle of nowhere, Texas. They're... The, they were all working at a slaughterhouse that was shut down. They didn't have money. They didn't have food. You know, maybe quick. that's what they turned to. But uh, I think that after the grave robbing scene, I think the biggest thing that you go to next is when they pick, pick up the hitchhiker in the van. Yeah. Um, Ed Neal, one of the few people that are still alive from this movie. Um, I would love to meet him. But he did a fantastic job on this character. Mm-hmm. James Franco. <laughs> James Franco. It's just like really peculiar and it's funny because um he has like a red mark on his face and in my head i was like oh why would they pick up somebody that has like a blood stain and it's it's a, supposed to be a birth yeah, mark. it's a birthmark yeah. birth but i always thought it was a blood stain but he is a creepy character and and it's it's weird because he his character is almost comedic but like you said it's so psychotic that you almost don't catch the comedy in it like it's definitely like yeah i feel like it was a darker version of top top and, yeah. and that's I mean, what the inspiration for Chop Top came from. Yeah, that's yeah. what... But I'm saying it's like a darker... It's like a, a darker, darker version of Chop Top. I feel like... I, I know that with the second one... Um, I I hated the second one for the longest time. And I, I actually really enjoy it now. I hated that it I was... I remember that. I hated that it was comedic because I loved how dark this dark one is. Going. But I, I think if I remember right, Toby Hooper had said straight out, like, he knew that he couldn't repeat, like, how scary everyone thought the first one was and I, I, I kind of agree with that because people are going to go in and be like well the first one was much more scary so you have to take a different approach from it it's kind of like what Scream did with the whole but franchise plus like, at the same thing time Toby Hooper also the com- the comedy being noticeable was important to him yeah well that's what and I'm saying and for him the original one lacked because of that well, that's so what this I'm one saying. he made it stupid like, obvious I feel like he where he wanted the comedy to be in the first one he kind of just amped it up in the second one, so it was more noticeable. Obvious, yeah, you know, like more prominent. Yeah. Like Almost I feel like borderline too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't like the second one. I, I do now. Yeah. I've, second one. It's grown on me. It, it's yeah. It's grown on me. But um, 
Yeah, they pick up the hitchhiker, and he's kind of he's telling him he used to work at the at the slaughterhouse, and they were discussing. He was discussing with Franklin. The ham is much better. How they used to uh, that machine's no good. Yeah, Uh, puts people out of their jobs. I keep going off topic, but that's why um, that's why in the two thousand three remake they didn't have the dinner scene. Because they knew they weren't going to top the dinner scene. They weren't going to compare to it. So that's why they had had... Ah, you're skipping ahead. That's why they had the slaughterhouse at the end of it. You're skipping ahead. Yeah, okay. It's okay. The dinner scene is going to be a good, like, ten minute conversation. <laughs> so they... like, I don't have fucking time for ten minute dinner scene conversation. They end up going, um, finding their... They, they drop him off because he tries to slice... He does slice Franklin. Yeah, but yeah. he marks the door because he but honestly, his own hand first. But honestly, like, I probably would have just let him have Franklin. <laughs> you just gave him I, yeah, $2. Yeah, I would have just rolled Franklin. Oh, wait, you skipped over the best part of the movie. The picture? No, we're no he's taking a piss. Taking a piss <laughs> on the side of the road. Oh, and the trunk, the trunk I tried to be kind to Franklin. I tried. <laughs> oh, my God. Franklin's a very self-centered person. He's he's opinion. a very, he's very like, needy. I mean, I know, understand he's... He's Needy. disabled, and we get that. Like, and and that's true. But he does like. I feel like he almost like guilts Sally yeah. into like everything. Yeah. Like when he's oh trying my god, to the house. I don't remember what scene it was, but like there's like a scene in the movie. I think it's like after they lose everybody, and it's like Franklin with the flashlight and Sally are just like standing. The, they're like sitting at the van, and he's like, "You didn't want me to come anyway. Yeah. I don't know why I came. You didn't want me here. You just wanted to go with your friends. And oh, poor Franklin. Let's take Franklin." <laughs> It's like, I feel like that was a really good Franklin impression, just it so you know. Good, it was yeah. pretty spot on. But, no, uh, but like when he was, he rolls himself into the house and he's like, Sally, yeah. Sally. <laughs> but it's like, you. They just got in there, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, for, but not Oh, yeah, like he that. does. He yeah. does, yeah. He's like, I have any more fun. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to take it. <laughs> but it's like, I understand that he doesn't have like the ATV of wheelchairs, but like. <laughs> It was a flat surface. Yeah. Like, you had a couple things to roll over. He's very dramatic. Um, the He's guy, very, very, the very The guy dramatic. who played him, um, he was like a method actor. So the way that Franklin is written in this movie, that's how he acted behind the <laughs> so scenes. Everybody so everybody him. fucking hated him. Nobody, Everybody thought that that's how he was. So I guess... Um, I mean, although years, the cast generally hated everybody because of yeah. how bad the filming was. Years, really? la- Yeah, years later, uh, Gunnar Hansen and... Gunnar Hansen had met up with the guy who played Franklin at a convention and he was like acting normal because he wasn't acting and Gunnar Hansen's just like oh shit I didn't realize that you were acting this whole time <laughs> so it, that's yeah. funny I probably, like you like yeah, yeah you like get used to the way somebody is and you're like you know mm-hmm. especially first impressions I mean like when you have when your first impression of somebody is that like especially like seeing Franklin's character I can only imagine like if that's how he was acting like first meeting him I would have been like, oh, hell no. Well, yeah. the, the production of, of this Sarah, movie was... she stalks people when she meets her? No, I don't. Shut the fuck up. The, the, production, <laughs> the, the production of this movie was hell, pretty much, for the casting crew. So, nobody liked Franklin, the guy who played Franklin. Um, Toby Hooper said himself that most of the casting crew hated him by the end of it because the majority, if not all of them, were fresh out of college Never had actual, like, working jobs. Not even just the actors. It was, like, the camera people, the, you know, um, photographers, whatever. (coughs) They never had real acting experience. And Toby Hooper had experience with working on films. So, 
he would direct them and he would get involved and he would correct things that he didn't like and change things and they were they hated him they were yeah, like he's a like, dick and he's like if he what he had said in the interview and this is not an exact quote so but it was like um if they if they had had a crew that had worked in movies before it wouldn't have been a problem but everybody was getting their feelings hurt because they were new yeah he was correcting them and he also said, you know, like, he pushed people to work past their limits. So, with the dinner scene, it was, like, 36 hours straight of filming. Straight of film, Like, in the heat with rotting meat and all that, which is one of those facts that I said I wasn't really going to go into. Well, I mean, it was the 70s, so. Yeah, so. Oh, what's funny, too, is um the house that they used for the their house, when they got it for the filming, it was, like, perfect condition. And they destroyed so it, right? They had to destroy it mm-hmm. for the yeah for filming. That's awesome. So, I was gonna pit stop. I was gonna pit stop with the kids, mm-hmm. and uh, when I was coming through Texas, and I was gonna go to the gas station mm-hmm. and over to the the farmhouse. I was gonna tell you to do that because that weekend that you were that second weekend you were in Texas, they did um, Disillusion seventy four studios, the one that I got the KO yeah. KLA late from. Was doing a um, memorial bench. Uh, they were putting there the bench in that weekend. Well, I was gonna take the kids and like, did you see the picture I took of them at the Alamo? It's mm-hmm. like them with their back to me. I wanted to do something like that where it looks like they're walking towards the farmhouse and make that our Christmas card. Oh my gosh! Right, it would have been really pretty. And <laughs> yeah, like, like nobody would have known. I thought it would have been like really cool, like just like a black and white of them walking towards the farmhouse would have been really funny. But I guess the next scene. That it would have had to say Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, though. <laughs> right? I think the next scene we would go into would be when they get to the family's house. And this would be the first time that we the see Leatherface. No, I'm yeah, not I'm going into the gas, the gas station. Thing. It wasn't There's that important. There's a lot important. of important parts there. <laughs> yeah, but we can't overanalyze either. No. There was a huge parts in that. Kyle, tell us about the gas station scene. Well, when they pulled in the gas station, he told me I had no gas when we go to the house. Blah, 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 whatnot. But the biggest part of that scene was when they closed the van door and the, the weird bald, balding guy seen the imprint on the van door. The mark from the brother. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck was the one dude working at the gas station that never showed up again? <laughs> hmm. Family. I guess. Family. Maybe yeah. he was just like a friend. Maybe he just worked for them. I don't know. So when I- they closed the van door, he zoned he saw, in on yeah. the mark on the door. I first off, okay, you've you've like me and Dylan are big on memes. Franklin's face when they do like the fucking slow mo, the slow mo zoom in on his face, but it was like choppy. It was like here, then here, and then like here when he's staring at the fucking sigil on the door. I was cracking up because all I could think of is you know the meme where it like. It gets a little bit closer every time. I used to make them with my brother all the fucking time. I have to find those. Those are some fucking gold. No, but that's what it reminded me of. And I was like, dude, his, cause his face, like, cause he's got like, he's got what he, I'm assuming thought was like pork. And it looks like he's holding it in his mouth. Like it's a cigar, first of all. And it was probably like a fucking finger. And, and he's, he's just like, like holding like a, it. Like a, I think he thought it was like a pig. Like it almost looked like a pig foot when he first had it though. If you saw mm-hmm. it, it looked like a, like a. Almost like a cooked pig foot. Well, maybe. I eat pig foot. I don't know. No, but, I'm just Kyle, kidding. did you just say it was maybe a dick? 
<laughs> Did like, you see I'm his face? Him. He was like nonchalantly over there like, eh. <laughs> I'm not going to confirm or deny that. <laughs> so anyway, he's, but it was like hanging out of his mouth like a cigar. Like it looked like he was smoking like a cigar and he's just like, <laughs> into the fucking side of the thing. I wish you guys could see our faces right now. It would explain so much more about what we're talking Dylan, about. Dylan, you need a webcam. So, okay, so at this point... Nobody I, needs to see your Johnny Bravo curl right now. I think at this Bruce point is an appropriate time to get into the reveal of Leatherface for the first time. Okay, so you know when you're in a haunted house and there's that, like, fucking Headless Horseman had it, the pop door? Uh-huh. That's what it was. Like, when he first comes out with the fucking hammer and he hits Kirk with the hammer, it's like a pop door. It's like, and he's just yeah. like, ah! Like, no, I just love that scene because, <coughs> like, they walk in, and when you watch the scene, the stairs are to the right, and then there's a hallway, and then up in the hallway, a red room with, like, antlers. It's like my fucking childhood home. A skull like, there's, like, antlers all over the all over the walls in this, like, red room at the end of the hallway. You make our house sound like we're Like, you grew up in yeah, the fucking, up. in Leatherface's house. We had house. antlers everywhere. Yeah, it didn't look like a goddamn Y'all go from the Weasleys to the Sawyers way too quick. Okay, listen. <laughs> listen. Okay. So, you, he and he knocks on the, on the door, and you it shows the, the view inside the house, and instantly you're like, there's going to be something back there. Like, you know. You know before Yeah, but it's there. a bunch of and white kids, so, so they're going in anyway. Yeah, but it's so bad because you're, like, watching him walk to the door, and you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. First and off. And it's, like, that moment where yeah. your heart starts going, Find and you're out. like, oh, my gosh. When I found a damn molar on the deck, that was signs to turn the fuck around and leave. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Saying. Yeah, but they always, like, are like, who oh, must be from an animal. That's it's obviously. It's a bunch of white kids. It had a gold cap on it. I've been going. Honestly, a person's That's tooth. That's a human tooth. It had a, it had, it had a feeling. But. It had a feeling. So he's like walking so towards So if it was it. just a regular tooth, you would have cautionly went in. But because it had a filling, Kyle's they not going in They had bad dental all. hygiene. Get if out. it was a regular tooth, I'd have probably questioned that maybe this could be it's from an animal. Else, yeah. Possibly. But when you see a, a cap in there, you kind of know, hey, we don't give animals fillings. So how do you feel about the reveal of Leatherface, like that scene? It was epic. It was right. Is it? Wasn't I mean, it, it was like, perfect. Was, I, was, I, I mean, told you that's like that's why I love like his mask. And I was talking to Kyle about it earlier when we watched it. His mask to me was perfect. That was yeah. That scene right there, it's like so, that mask like, was it's nice. Thin and it just like it fit him so well. I'm not and, you know an expert on human skin masks, but if I was, that would be no, the one I'd wear. No, I think like when they're thicker, like because obviously they there's look, been a fucking ton of them. Do you think and every like, mask is a little bit different? Probably. It's probably what do you think? You think when process. his mask gets screwed up, he just like sews a new well, face like, into it? No, like, yeah, you know he what? does. He you know does, what yeah. would get a really? This is morbid, and I'm sorry. You know what would get a really thin face mask? If you use a potato peeler. Because <laughs> if you think about how thin a potato peeler makes, well, you know, like, in the second one, he uses the electric. I'm not knife. saying I would skin. Yeah, but you I think the electric mean? knife that would you get have too to, much meat off the bones. <laughs> I think the electric knife though, you'd have to be th- very precise about so how deep you go. Dylan and I had like a, a month long thing where we here watched, we go. Kyle's thinking now. Kyle's like a caping knife. Dylan, Dylan and I had this month long thing where we watched the old episodes of Face Off, and they always talk about the edges of like the makeup. And it was like, his well, makeup in the first one was so good, it didn't have those really harsh edges. Well, but his makeup in the second one, because of the electric knife, he had really sharp edges. Yeah, but like, I'm just saying, like, there was so much detail in there. Like, I was saying before, it looked like fried chicken skin. Like, it was like, 
it was crisp. Like, it just, like, it's seriously, I know that sounds sick. But, yeah, and you could tell. It's still, like, you could still get, like, it wasn't too thin to where you could, like, see under him. Like, see under it. But it was, like, it fit well. And it blended well. And my all-time favorite thing, and I don't know if you guys notice this, is when he is cutting up, like, goes to cut up Kirk after he puts, um, what's her name on the hook? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pam. Pam. Pam on the hook. He grabs the chainsaw, which was lime green, by the way, and I was digging that. Mm-hmm. I really like the uh, retro. Not the Husqvarna. But, like, Everything the was lime retro, green back like, then. Lime green. It's 70s. Hello. Speckle. So, um, if you looked quickly, his collar was popped, and it just made him look like ten times more of a fucking badass. <laughs> but then, like, it pans out, and it's flattened again. So I think it was, like, something that, like, accidentally happened. But I was digging it. I was like, hell yeah. Um, a cool story with that was uh, when he, when they filmed the part with uh, Pam, where she runs out the door, and he grabs her. Yeah. So, um. Bitches love getting held from behind. <laughs> So, uh, when they, when they started this movie, um, Toby Hooper wanted to create, like... I wonder if he had really fucked up teeth or if he wore fake teeth. uh, He wore fake teeth. Um, They look really good. What, his teeth? Like, the, like, the fake teeth. Like, it doesn't, like... Yeah. He just looks like a guy with fucked up teeth. Yeah. It's just, it's, that to me was just, it's I like the flaps mask. over his ears. Like, they're not ears, they're just like skin flaps. So, um, Toby Hooper wanted to create, like, a distance between <laughs> Weatherface and, um, the, the kids. So, he would go up to, um, all that, the kid actors, and they'd be like, hey, you know. The college students. Yeah, the college students, he'd be like, hey, um, Gunnar Hansen, he's a dick, I don't know why I hired him. Like, he's just an asshole, stay away from him. And he would go up to Gunnar Hansen and be like, hey, these kids are just fucking immature. Nobody, you know, don't fucking bother with them. They're snooty. To stuck try and up. cause, yeah. cause yeah. like so, so when they came time and to And Gunnar Hansen's this, a sweetheart. and Like, obviously he's passed away now, but yeah. he's, like a, he's like a bear, a teddy bear. So when it came time to do this, um, they didn't really have any communication. And the kids were already kind of on edge because they were like, this guy's an asshole. Like, they kind of were, like, afraid of him. He's a big... You know, he's huge, six four. Yeah. So um So Kyle size. <laughs> I'm not six so, uh, it was How tall are you? Six two? Like six Kyle's like six one. It was you're time the, for them to there. do the I'm uh, six four. No I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm not. <laughs> it was time for them to do the scene where um He runs out the door after Sally. After Pam, after oh Pam. Pam. And um they didn't let Pam know what was going on. So all of a sudden, she just has fucking Gunnar Hansen charging at her. She booked and it. And he's down. fast. She booked it down the road. They couldn't catch her. She just kept going. And Gunnar mm-hmm. Hansen felt so fucking bad. And he's like apologizing. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to scare He you. has a very and sweet he, voice. So it's better yeah. off he didn't talk. Really? And, and yeah, after that. He's a very I don't nice think I've ever heard him. After that, like, they were all really it's close. Like a, it's, like, it's like listening to like a really loving dad talk. Right. I, I, I watched a really fun interview with Gunnar Hansen. And um, they were talking about when he got hired. And he's like, well, initially they had hired somebody else. And. You know, Toby Hooper said he loved he loved me and he really wanted me to, to take the role and then the guy ended up dropping out. So he Toby Hooper goes to me goes, Are you are you crazy? And he goes, No, no I'm not. He goes, Well, you got anger? He goes, No, not really, I'm pretty calm. He's like, Fuck, how are you gonna do this? He goes, Oh, don't worry, I can do this. No problem. Got this. <laughs> I got a question. <laughs> Is it just me? Or from all these old movies, Fridays thirteenth and all that? This Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the only one where the killer is actually running after people. 
and not walking. Usually it's just like a slow <laughs> stride, you know. Here comes the goddamn track star. Yeah, because even face. like Freddie doesn't run. <laughs> track star Leatherface. <laughs> well, it's funny. And it's funny because like they they literally bring up to in the making like Gunnar Hansen was fat. Like he's a big guy. He's yeah. like he, six he, four, he, like three hundred pounds. He looked like he's out of weight. Or the guy of, can run. Shape. Well, it's, it's funny because um when they were filming the chase scene uh, where he's chasing, he Sally had to run woods, slow. He had to purposely run slow because if he like even went at like a steady pace, he would catch her instantly. <laughs> I'm just saying, like well, from that era, it's that like the only movie that runs where he's yeah. running. But it's probably not even that he was that fast. You have to think at six four, he's got a really large, like long leg stride. Leg stride. The other thing I liked about it is it wasn't like the killer nudie area all that great. Like he probably did, but in the movie, like he was like cutting through weeds. I think well, that I he, think he must have been housebound, probably. The, like, the or way stayed that it really seemed, close to, like, just... Oh, well, like, I, I feel like, too, in, in 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 sequels and stuff, it goes more into, like, that he he definitely had a set of rules that he was supposed to follow. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially, like, when they did the beginning and stuff, they definitely go into that. And, and it, the beginning is not my favorite movie, but it does give you some interesting background, I think. Yeah. Um, but... It's the prequel that literally no one asked for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, like I said, it's not great. But there, there's some interest. There, there's cool aspects to it. It's not the worst Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Mm, no, that no. one goes to 3D. That's the one I was talking about. No, not the beginning. He, I don't know. <coughs> I don't know. We'd have to like rate, like go through and rate, rate them on a all, like yeah. that'd be fun. Maybe at the end of the episode we can so, rate them um, from one to eight. No, I think we should do it after we cover all of them. All of them, yeah. That'd be good. I feel like I'd forget, but... Um, <laughs> so, at this point, um, I, we're jumping all over the place, but Kirk and Pam are dead. Um, when does Sally's, Sally's boyfriend go? I love, first off, I can't he stand Doesn't he guy. go to go find them? Sarah's just like, yeah, Sally's, yeah, yeah. So, Sally's, Sally's so boyfriend right. was uh, the first one. That, first well, one to leave the van. He was the third out. one to get taken out. Yeah, he left yeah. the van because he left Sally and Franklin behind. Yeah, old club But anyway, him, I could not stand him. Like, something just about his fucking knockoff so Bob Ross with glasses <laughs> look he had going on, I couldn't do. He looked way but too old to be yeah, yeah, Sally like, yeah. <clears throat> like, just creepy. So I really didn't feel bad about him. But I loved when um, Pam was in the fucking freezer and she like pops up and he like bop and like pushes her back in and like slams it real quick. <laughs> and then fucking old boy come out with a hammer. I think it's funny too is that um, I think he kills more people with a hammer. He does and kill more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. The hammer is actually his his go to well, tool. It's the like original the, name of the movie was going to be Head Cheese and they wanted to go with something more like. Catchy, yeah. yeah. So they went with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I think Franklin's the only. The, he Franklin's, cut Kirk up with the chainsaw yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, but he, he killed him. For, he, well, he you don't know. Kill, he's dead, you don't know. Yeah, he uses just, the chainsaw more so um, to help when he's using dis- disembodies. Well, he he disembodies, but he takes it when he's chasing. Yeah. Because if he if you get somebody with a hammer chasing, you get to hit him hard. You could hit him light. You could barely tap him. With a chainsaw, if you hit them, you're they're you're they're getting injured, you know. So I think that he's strategic. I love yeah. that to this day. This movie, um, we're releasing this on the forty fourth anniversary of it be coming out. But this movie's forty four years old. There's still people to this day that are like, "This actually happened. I lived like twenty minutes down the road from." Fun. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um. Fun thing. Um. My dad and my aunts. Actually got to see this in the drive-in theaters when it really? came out. Really, when it came out, so jealous. Yeah. We fucked up because uh, when we were in New York, 
a couple weeks ago. You were, you were mm-hmm. up there, too. They played the Exorcist in the drive-ins near Middletown. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, I wish. If it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it would have been only reason well, You know that they did Jaws in Raleigh not too long ago. Did Over they? the summer, they did Jaws. The only reason we didn't go was it was a double feature with The Nun, and we were just like, we have no we're desire to see The, the nun. nun, so we're just kind of like that. Yeah, but a double feature at the drive-in is usually like seven bucks. Yeah, it was like it six was, bucks a person. Yeah, it's yeah. worth it. Like, even if you don't want to see the movies, you're it's seven dollars. Like, it's worth it. Yeah. Because I know the last time, literally the last time we went, <clears throat> we paid seven dollars a person. Hold on, a, a, a word from our sponsors, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you do not, or if you have a drive-in theater close to you and you don't go to it, you suck. You're the reason the world is ruined. We it, talk, they're we my favorite. About, like, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Well, that like, was my idea when you're when you said that the. You have like a glorious view of your lovely neighbors next door. <laughs> I said we should have Kyle and Michael come sink two telephone poles, and then all we just need is a white tarp. You can order a huge ass white screen, and then we just all go in on a fucking projector. projector. Yeah. Oh no, you need a big sheet of canvas. It holds up better to the elements. Okay. You so know what we should do? You, know, you can get canvas at Lowe's. We should put the shed in between our yard and our neighbor's yard, and then. Get like a small window for the projector and have the projector lined up perfectly See, the for the screen. So that, and then also put the popcorn machine inside the shed. Inside the shed. The and only, then charge the nieces and nephews to come watch movies. The okay. only downside with and it is friends. we have neighbors on the other side and like we we'd have to really watch what we're, be careful what we're watching here. Do they have kids? I don't know. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, back to the podcast. They seem like they might like church. Because I told him I really wanted to do it in our backyard because we could just mow the trail. Yeah. Did you Did you not hear me? I don't care what you're talking about. Kyle's like, we hey, could hey, mow the up. trail into the back and then just set one up back there and just put like hay bales and shit out there. Yeah. So, um, all right. So at this point, Franklin and Sally are the only ones left. Franklin's doing his whole spiel that Sierra did before. With it. I did really good. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, come along, Franklin. Yeah. It'll be fun, Franklin. <laughs> I don't know why she's so, mad at him. I mean, he is wheelchair bound, and because he's annoying as fuck. I think that she was just get, trying to get laid, and then like it, I feel like it was probably something where she Franklin C block the fuck. Here, here's know, the thing, though. They had nothing to tie. He was in the wheelchair in the entire ride in the van. They had nothing to, like, stop his wheelchair from, like, sliding around. The wheelchair brakes. They all have them. Yeah, I know, but the, it's if it's uh, the surface of, the, like, the vans, I'm sure he slid all around. They should have at least ratchet strapped him. Uh, he grabbed the old shit handle. In 1974, they were not concerned about safety. Yeah. You could put your fucking baby in the passenger seat and just go. Strap Did you in. see yeah. the picture of, like, the, the things that parents used to put their kids in? And there's, like... A high chair that literally had like hooks around the back that just hooked to the back of like it just went around and the it back seat. Floated. Yeah. Yeah, and it floated. That's why <laughs> like, we didn't have more of our children. Fuck. We just rode on the seat. We had car seats. Alright, so no, um Leatherface pops up at this point and uh this is where Franklin shines the flashlight on him and it fucking hits him straight on and he cuts Frank- Franklin up with the chainsaw. And fucking Sally is like Deuces Audi and bails like she leaves her brother. The, is this the part where it does the awkward <clears throat> close up on her face where she's like <laughs> Probably. And then this is like the ultimate chase scene now too because right? This yeah. is the chase scene with Sally well, and he tracks down Leatherface. This is part one because doesn't he chase her and then she gets to the house, she jumps out the she, window, and then he chases her again and she goes back to the um the gas station. The second mm-hmm. chase scene was a lot better though. And then, I mean you could see him pumping. Yeah. Yeah, um, Toby Hooper said that he wanted to break as many rules as he could with this movie, and one of those rules was you only do anything once. He's like, I'm doing everything too 
three times. I don't care. <laughs> like, so he does. He has a lot of chase scenes. He has, has Sally going through a couple windows. She mm-hmm. loved going out of windows in that movie. She did really good, and it actually caused her to really bleed. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this I, well, I feel like, like yeah, the chase scenes, yeah, because um, she was getting cut up on the branches, branches and stuff. So yeah. when it shows her legs and everything all cut up, that's like actual real. blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Toby Hooper was probably pissed again. at her for getting cut because he doesn't want blood because he was trying to get a low, like a, a, an okay rating. He's probably like, fuck, you're ruining everything. Sally, put your shingles on. Fucking Marilyn Burns, you bitch. Super glue. Toby Hooper, he's a fucking... He actually loved Marilyn Burns because he does continue to work with her and eat yeah. alive. He was a he was a strange guy. Like, um, the soundtrack for this movie, it was all just like... Sounds. Sounds. Sounds, yeah. And I'm pretty sure he, he did the soundtrack mm-hmm. for it, and I'm pretty sure he just fucking sat at his house and just, like, made, re- like, random, f- yeah, probably fucking blazed. <laughs> blazed out of his <laughs> mind, just, just like, yo, man, hear this? Well, I mean, he was, he was a, yeah. a war protesting hippie, like, that was really yeah. Oh, yeah, but he was toked up, he was fucking high as a kite. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I she do makes love it his back, voice when he talks, though. It's she very, makes like, it back to the, uh. Like, the gas station. I want to say bumpy. She thinks that she's safe because yeah. she, uh... She's away from the house. She's away from the house, but you find out that... Joke's on you, bitch! Yeah. I feel like this is the ultimate movie that's like, no, that's not where you need to go. That's not... Like, you know, yeah. they that, run into it, the it really, this, is, it's like, this is the movie that set up that... That standard No, 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 no don't that's go the killers! In there. That's don't the killers! But it's, it's kind of... Creepy too at the same time because it's like nowhere that she went was safe. Safe, she exactly. Couldn't go anywhere that was safe, and I mean, she could get in that big rig, and then that wasn't. And safe. they all knew that she was, you know, like at this point, they all know that she's by herself at this point. So yeah. it's like now it's just like a man, a manhunt to like get her. Yeah. So this is the part where he's like beating her with the broom and shit, and she could have gotten away. I feel like she could have either, either overpowered this guy or gotten away. Yeah, she's just like sitting there getting hit with the broom, like stop it. <laughs> Yeah. So then he puts her in the truck, and he's just like brand like driving down the road to start hitting her fucking randomly. Fucking yeah, driving. The, yeah, he's he's like he reminds me of my grandpa. And he kind picks of. up um he picks up the hitchhiker. Doesn't he remind you, Poppy? I don't know what it is about him. And uh, that makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> they he get does. back. They get back to the house, and Sally's tied up. And it makes um, you wonder what was in his soup. They tell he tells Leatherface and um, the hitchhiker to go get Grandpa. So they go and they get Grandpa, who's played by um, John Dugan. Who, he's actually younger. Yeah, he's actually yeah. Um, he that was like what like seven hours of makeup or something. Well, that's like why that. they so they did the dinner scene. They filmed for like I think thirty hours straight, and um, yeah, they ended. They started going fucking crazy because of the smell, the heat, yeah, lack everything of at this sleep, point, everything. lack of sleep, and um, plus they were probably just irritated. I want to say, I, don't quote me on this, but I think that the reason that they did that was because the grandpa's makeup took so long to apply that they were just like, we're not doing it again. We're gonna do everything that we need to do. Well, that was partial. Scene. Another part of it was that. Toby Hooper was on a very strict buzz- budget, and he was trying to not go over on filming. <clears throat> So, the more he could film at one time, the less money he was spending. Yeah. And the um, more money he was putting in his pocket. But this movie, like, it's crazy. <coughs> Everybody I think has he it. actually gained a lot of money for this movie because it was independent. Well, no. Uh, yeah, there's, like, and a whole And he didn't thing. really have a... There's I don't a think he ended up with the rights behind, uh, to it or something. Yeah, there's a whole story behind it. I... I don't want to say anything on it because we don't know I have the hap- exact details. I used to, but it's been a while because I looked it up when we covered it yeah. the first time. So... 
there, yeah, there's the dinner scene, um, and this is where you really get like the cannibalistic vibe. That I didn't even notice it until every time we watch it, I notice something different. But I feel like it's right in your face, and it's probably something that people notice all the fucking time, and I'm just an idiot. But the fact that the light is like a fucking human head stretched mm-hmm. over a light bulb, I didn't notice it until probably like two years ago when, yeah. it, when we covered it the first time. I think that there's just so much detail. There in is. Yeah. Like the, at the living room, new. like when um, Pam falls in, she's like all rolling the through the fucking shit. Yeah. yeah. I want to, the first thing she freaked about was a dang chicken hanging yeah. from the ceiling in a cage. That kind of made no sense. Like, yeah. it's a fucking chicken. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then she finally gets, holy shit, blown away by the, the skulls and crap everywhere. Like, but the oh, first by thing, the way, you were literally well, walking she, like, through piles she, like, of bones. Falls, <laughs> she falls into the bones and then she looks up and it's like a bench. And it's like a, a human skull and like ribs to make this bench. The it was back really of the bench. It was cool. a really cool bench, but she literally doesn't freak out until she sees the chicken in the fucking cage. She's probably yeah. vegan. Well, she had made the comments earlier about she doesn't understand why people have to eat animals. Well, remember when stuff. they were talking about slaughtering the cow or slaughtering oh, the cows yeah. when they were in the uh, plus she was the like the one that was obsessed with horoscopes. Yeah, too. there's a whole um, retrograde. I don't know if it's confirmed by Toby Hooper or anything, but there's this whole, like, theory or, like, backstory, I guess, that this whole movie was symbolizing, um, like, vegetarian, like, it's symbolism for vegetarians and... No. I mean, that might be a theory, but, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, that is not... She's just shooting you down. The like, only thing... Conspiracy the only yeah. thing that Toby Hooper said, he said that there's, and there's a lot of inspirations from Ed Gein, obviously, everybody always brings <clears> it up. It's not... A shit ton oh, of inspiration, but it's like a very basic inspiration. The um, doctor thing you told me. Okay, so I read it. Whether it's accurate or not, I don't know. Uh, I read an article, and it was saying that uh, it was an interview with Toby Hooper where he said he had met a doctor that, like, way, way back in the day when they were, like, in school or whatever, they were in the, um, they were working with the cadavers, mm-hmm. and they literally skinned them for Halloween masks. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't oh. know how accurate that is. It's something that I read online, and you know, you can't tr- trust all websites. Wait, but... you can't? Oh, wait. Yeah, you can. You can trust everyone. Facebook's your friend. But um, so he like did TV. say that there was definite inspiration from Vietnam, which I think is obvious because mm-hmm. the character, the hitchhiker, was a Vietnam vet. Was he? Yes, no, he was. I know Chop, Chop Top was. was. I don't think Chop he Top was. Chop Top was a Vietnam vet. I don't think they actually stopped. Uh, no, because Ed remember, Neal was, but the hitchhiker. No, what I was. Ed Neal was, but. Have you ever clarified that? Uh, Nubbins was. That Nubbins. Is Nubbins, Nubbins the hitchhiker? Yes, yes. Nubbins, yes is Nubbins is the hitchhiker. Is, is the hitchhiker. And Nubbins was in Two. Army Attire. And had grenades on him. Yeah. So yeah, that but is... Chop Top was a war vet. That was made yeah. clear in yes, there, too. Yes, they yeah. said Chop Top was a Vietnam vet. That's, that's how why, we got the That's why he... Yeah. That, that would be but why see, like, I would guess he wasn't in the first one. Characters were... They're very similar characters well, that's the thing. in their and, mindset, And Bill Mosley, if you, if, you, if you watch interviews or anything, a, a, a lot of his inspiration came from The Hitchhiker and... It was kind of like an amplified. Well, that's movie. how he got the role as Chop Top. Was he made that fan film where he played the, the Texas, that Texas Texas Chainsaw, or no, the Texas, yeah, the Texas Chainsaw Manicure or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Toby Hooper saw it and was like, um, when he wrote the second, the second one, he contacted Bill Mosley and was like, "Hey, I want to hire you to play this character." And, and, and it was like yeah. years later too. Yeah. And he was like, "It was crazy." This was. The, 
He was talking about that when we were at Have the panel. Have you tried to find yeah. that movie yet? So I think he said you could find it on YouTube. I haven't looked. So it. I don't have to find Bill yeah. Mosley said pretty much he had told he had told Toby Hooper like if you ever made another one like I'd totally be interested and like years later yeah he it's decides funny too. You to can do find, um, um the second Texas Chainsaw Massacre and he contacted. Bill Mosley almost right away. You can really? find That's on awesome. you can find on YouTube. I didn't know this until um, we saw the panel that Bill Mosley had done. But um, at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, uh, Chop Top goes down that tube or tunnel or whatever, and he disappears. Well, they were gonna make <coughs> they were gonna make a spinoff, a Chop Top movie, Chop Top movie, and you can find the concept concept trailer for it online. It's and really weird. It's really it's very psychedelic, and it was like. The angle that I think it was was it was like he was in jail and he was telling stories of like yeah. things that had happened after the second one or before the no or I think it might have been before. during or something. I think yeah. it was between the yeah between the first movie and the second movie. Yeah, so you can find the trailer for that, but it never got made. Sadly, well, pause this really quick. I think I found a piece from it. Track. All right, so back on track. Um. We're at the dinner scene, and they're kind of just fucking with, uh... I think that this is the scene where you really see how crazy the family truly is. I mean, obviously, they're nuts. They're killers. They cook people, which is not actually anything that's ever formally mentioned in this movie, that they're cannibals. That's not doesn't get mentioned until the second one with the chili cook-offs. But, um, you really get an idea of, like, how screwy and how fucked up the family is. Um, you meet Grandpa... And, um, which at this point, I feel like you it makes it look like he's dead at first. He's and, just, the, and that's the thing, they do the same thing in the second one with grandma, and then they're like, You killed her, you bitch! And it's like, She looked, that was she cute. looked dead already. Yeah, I'm pretty sure grandma was dead, but no, I know she moved after she took the chainsaw. She was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it was more of her, but crumbling. I think it's one of those things where like human blood, like elongates life type deals like a wendigo almost yeah because then they say in the second one he was like 103 or something like it, he was old no, he's re- really old yeah okay we'll say 120 i don't fucking know i don't pay attention to to, to those details so yeah. much but um yeah they're like i don't was it this one or the second one where they were like going on about how he like he's never missed with a hammer and he's like there's both of them yeah, they like mm. they go on and they, they I mean, amp up like, grandpa. Like, word for word, it was almost the same thing in both movies. Yeah, he like they like um, I don't, they just you know. They, I think it was honestly like word for word in both movies. I just he, think it's uh, funny that this. that um, grandpa was so into killing, and then the cook isn't, and he seems to be grandpa's son. Yeah, he has way no that problem cooking. He'll cook, but he doesn't. He can't. He doesn't like actually. He can't. Act yeah, of it. he can't do the the killing. <clears throat> but then his, what seemed to be his son's art into it. So it's it's kind of weird that it would well, skip him. The hitchhiker had said to you like you you're just a cook. Yeah. You, yeah. So it's like it's I don't it's it's a weird family dynamic. Yeah. Let me say well, what he said. He said uh, what were his lines? You can't take no pleasure. I don't take no pleasure in killing. But there's some things you just got to do. Yeah. Yeah, so he'll do what he's got to, but that's 
that's pretty much the gist of it. Now, the the dinner scene was filmed amazing. It it um, does a lot of cut-ins and cut-outs, so it'll show the family at the table, and then it'll do close-ups of Sally screaming or Sally's eyes, and it focuses a lot on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gives you just, like, this really dreadful feeling, I think, watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, like, disgusting looking, like... It's just, like, a place that well, you would chaotic. never want to be. It's very chaotic, and it, like, it's overwhelming. Makes, you, it makes you feel anxious and overwhelmed, yeah. And it, I think that this, not even just as a horror movie, but movies in general, it's, like, a perfect example of a movie interacting with the audience because you mm-hmm. feel what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And it, I think that it's very well I just think about. it's super impressive for somebody who had only made one one other feature-length movie, which wasn't horror, to be able to connect with an audience on such a level yeah. that this movie was able to. I mean, like, what, to, what Toby Hooper had said is that he had seen this, he'd went and seen it when it was put into the drive-ins, and he kept getting upset because people's headlights kept coming on. Like, their lights up to the yeah. car, and he's like, oh, fuck, these people are leaving. Like, they're not getting it. And then he realized that his car was doing it, too. And it was because every time people got too tense, they were slamming on the brakes of the car. Oh, oh shit. And it was setting off the lights in the car. So it, it, it's crazy to me that a, a man who'd never really done horror before, although with, with um, the movie Eggshells, I did watch a couple of clips where you could definitely get the idea. Um... You know, he was able to create these feelings so easily, or what seems so easily for an for an, an audience, and then become known as one of the masters of horror up there with Wes Craven. Yeah, like that's insane. The big thing with the movie is today to today's standards, it probably isn't that scary. But if you think about the time and the setting and everything that was coming out at the time, I would love to show that. Like that was like shit your pants scary. I would love to take this movie and invite people who've never seen it over, and then like just like record their reaction to it. You know what I mean? Because I think it does still hold up, honestly. We were supposed to record this episode with John and Becca, which um, if we you love you guys. This, yeah, if you listened to the show before, you've heard them, I'm sure. But um, I had to go to sleep early last night, so we missed them. Becca's story of her first time watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre is still my favorite story. Oh my god! It's so Becca so is uh, Becca is Jewish, and she, I won't go into detail, but she was tricked What's into going to. to a, she's tricked into going into a like neo Nazi party. party. <laughs> And she was terrified the whole time, and then they put on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And she just felt like, I have to leave now. Yeah. Becca, Becca, I love you. You're so cute. So, um, yeah, Grandpa's, or Grandpa takes a couple swings. Well, they try to get him to hold the hammer, and he just keeps dropping it. Sally and gets and, um, Brother I, gets frustrated. I think, it. yeah, I think at this point, um, didn't they say... I forget where I heard it. It might have been when Say You Love Satan covered it, but they said that uh, Marilyn Burns was, like, hysterically laughing. Or that might have been the... No, that was the second one. Stretch was laughing when they were Mm -hmm. doing it. Yeah. Um, But Sally escapes, and she jumps out another fucking window, and she runs down the driveway, and the hitchhiker chases after her, and this part I always felt, again, was kind of weird because he could have caught her at any time. And he's still just like following. He, he's her far like purposely away. He had that running crazy, really strange. Fun yeah. killer vibe going. But he's on. cutting her up with like a straight razor the whole yeah. time. And um she gets to the highway and this By guy, the time she gets to the highway it went from dark to light. Yeah. That was a <laughs> hell of a hike. Yeah. Um 
she stops this uh, trucker. Trucker, yeah, and they have this whole thing like he he gets he, out. Or no, okay. he hits. He hits. Does he the trucker over, um, die? I don't, he runs away. He runs down the fucking road. And Leatherface He's like 400 after. pounds, so, and so first off, she, Leatherface could have caught him. The, the Leatherface rig, was booking it. The rig hits the hitchhiker. He stops the rig. She gets in the rig. He gets out of the rig. He gets chased by Leatherface. He she runs gets down out the road, yeah. He runs the opposite way. She gets out of the rig. A pickup truck comes. She jumps into the back of the pickup truck, and then we get Gunners Hansen impromptu Leatherface dance that's famous now. Yeah. And he created that... Himself. Well, he cut his leg on the chainsaw, didn't he? Yeah. And um, when he gets hit in the face, with oh, like, like yeah. in the movie. I thought you meant Gunnar Hansen. I was like, well, no. So um, when they filmed that part, him screaming when the chainsaw was kind of like he was actually screaming in real life because from the chainsaw hitting the um, hitting the metal plate that was blocking it, it was burning his leg. The friction? Yeah. 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 So he was, like, actually screaming so because of how bad it hurt. The, the dance at the end where he holds the chainsaw over his head, like, bops it around and, and then, then swings swing. it down. What it was was Toby Hooper was sitting below him. Mm. And he's like, this is the last fucking scene. Like, I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to scare the fuck out of Toby Hooper. That was Gunnar Hansen's plan. So he lifts the chainsaw up, he swings it around, he starts waving it, and then when he cuts it down, he cuts it like four inches from Toby Hooper. So it didn't have a chain on it. So yeah. Like, but he cuts it like from four inches from Toby Hooper's face and scares the piss out of Toby Hooper. <laughs> and that was the scene that they used for. I just don't understand why he didn't finish it. the trucker off. And that's. And Sally gets away covered in blood. Almost looking like she's laughing hysterically. To go tell her uncle Lefty that her brother's dead. Yeah. Which, no, well, it's weird because Lefty says that his niece and nephew were killed. No, I think he says his niece is like, in the beginning, the opening thing, it says that she was left comatose. Yeah. Because she said she jumped out of a Jumped out of it. In hell. In hell, yeah. yeah. I but love that one, too. All the opening. All they the didn't do it in the newer decent. ones. Sierra brought up a good point, too, that I never thought of. It might have been because Sally was comatose or whatever but Sierra was just like Sally was at the house the trucker was at the house the truck was broken so down how did nobody ever in, like yeah, go in back the and find the house like, yeah but the issue is is in the second one it took place at Alamo land or whatever the hell yeah, it was but they, called the yeah well say, this is what the the, the, oh, the opening story was that there was no they never found a farmhouse they never found a family they never found remnants of these crimes okay Sally saw it a truck driver saw it the person who picked her up in a pickup truck saw where she was. Yeah, and the truck's going to be broken down on so, the side of the road. Toby Hooper, may your soul rest in peace. You gave me a plot hole, homeboy. Well, it wasn't. Well, I mean, yeah, because he made the second one, but I mean, you don't know how far she actually ran either. So. She ran Olympic sprinter. Hello. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, she was slow. Remember? And it's... the truck driver, you don't know if he survived. He probably ended up dead. Yeah, well, but the, then the again, the rig was left. The, the rig was left. But the guy picked her up in the truck, mm -hmm. too. Yeah. He so, could have been like, I was on this road, I picked her up. But I'm not going to overanalyze I feel like if anybody was driving so down well. those roads, especially like a truck or a car, like it, they're probably more likely to be locals than they are to be out of town oh, yeah, on some sure. random back road yeah, right. and not on a highway. I've driven some food. I've driven Now, <laughs> there are, after this film, there are seven other films in this series, ranging from cool to really, really bad. Yeah. I the, feel like every single one of them is enjoyable in their own way, though. I do, yeah, and and it, that goes right up to the newer ones, kind of. Yeah. But I do want to bring up, I 
Texas Chainsaw. 3D. Yeah. It. Garbage. There was, yeah, it. It had potential. I don't want to say. I theaters. don't want to say garbage. Okay, I do not want to say garbage because I think what they tried to do was fucking wicked they with the opening, yeah. and then they ruined it. Nothing added up with that movie at all. Yeah. Like age wise, like she should have been in her forties. She was in her twenties. Well, yeah. I mean, the. I I don't want to talk about. I I think we should do it on another episode for sure. But um, I will say we saw it in theaters. And we were absolutely fucking terrified for the first, like... 30 minutes? 30, 40 minutes of the and movie. And then it just went to shit. Like, when they're walking Do down the hallways... Da- when they're walking down the hallway and stuff. And they, what it was was they made Leatherface sympathetic. Or not sympathetic. Well, yeah, sympathetic. And, like... I don't you think... felt You felt bad for... They made the villain the hero, and that just well, discredits everything. Okay, okay, wait, hold on, hold on. I do want to touch on this quick. Okay, so in the original one, he's a sympathetic character because he's being manipulated. Yeah. In this one, he does all these bad things, and, like, that's the thing is, like, you still aren't on Leatherface's side. You know, like, you're like, oh, it sucks that he was manipulated this way, but you're not, like... Yeah, Leatherface, you go, guy, do your thing, kill these people. You, it never gets to that point with it, other than like for like kill factors, like gore and like horror movie shit. But like when you're watching it, you want the survivors to survive, except Franklin. Um, in Texas Chain- Chainsaw 3D, it's just like- it excuses all of his behavior because oh wait, we're related. It's fine. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but she, he just killed your boyfriend and all your friends. Everybody. And but her boyfriend was cheating with her best friend. But she didn't know that. Exactly. Justification. It, the whole thing, yeah. So I've never we'll seen co- it. We'll cover all these movies at some point. Slowly. Let's Let's get into ratings for okay. the original. You go first. You'll meet. Okay, so when we covered it the first time, I gave it a 9. I am going to revise my score. I'm going to give it a 10. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm going to pause this. This one? Nope. Stop. Oh. It's Kyle. Why didn't you so, leave that on there? <laughs> so, um... They can't amateur numbers. Yeah. <laughs> let's hear Kyle's. Since Dylan's was an amateur number, let's hear D- Kyle's. What'd you give it? A 10? He yeah. gave it a 10. Kyle's gonna be like, That's 9. the highest. 9.75. 9. <laughs> nah, yeah, give it like an 8, 7. 8, 7? Sierra's gonna give it a 10? It's a fucking okay. 10. This movie's perfect. Amateur scores. <laughs> I'll I'll hit Kyle with a not amateur, but I will give it a I'll give it a nine five. Nine five. Okay. With an avatar Haven rating of nine point six. Nine point six. Perfect. Perfect. Nine point five five. So it's not point, an amateur number. Not an amateur. Nine point five five. Do you think that's fair? Is it amateur. fair? No, it's not fair. I didn't think it's so fair. Sierra will not settle for anything. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be a 10. But yeah. um, I do just want to like leave with like some closing statement. Closing um, arguments on why it should no, be a 10? No, 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 no. Not closing arguments. I think that this movie is one of the few that have aged extremely it well. It did yeah. age very well. Like, and it's a fantastic movie. And, and it really is. That's the thing. And, and I think that's a, the, the, that's a problem for me with horror movies. Is that a lot of these movies that I do not like now? I did like when I was younger. I like. This is Freddy. the whole thing for me. Is that like a lot of these movies? To me, I find that like a lot of the modern horror movies. To me, they're one and done. Mm-hmm. Like I watch it one time and I don't want to watch it mm-hmm. again. 
there with the older ones like like remember when we did cabinet of dr caligari last mm-hmm. year i told i watched it like five fucking yeah. times well this For movie sure. i mean, like this like i've watched texas chainsaw 2 now at least at least three times yeah you know what i mean like you it's it it's because they're old and there's so many like there's so many like hidden little things that you don't necessarily pick up on like right away so it's like Everything in new in newer movies, in my opinion, is very in your face, very upfront. Like what you see is what you get. With these, there's always seems to be like little artistic details that you didn't notice right away, or little acting quirks that you didn't notice right away, or just like little things, and it makes you appreciate the movie so much more. And, and, and I think that's why I like me, Dylan, and Sarah. If you ask us what our favorite horror movies are, they're always older. Like I don't think any of us has a favorite movie from the '80s or newer. No, no, and that's the thing is like like I said when when looking back on movies, there's movies I loved when I was a kid. If you ask Dylan, uh, Dylan, what was my favorite horror movie seven years ago? Wasn't it Michael Halloween. Myers? Halloween. It was Halloween. Seventy-eight. You know, I love Halloween to this day. Halloween is one that holds up a little bit better, but there's still it still goes very cheesy, and that's what happened with Freddy, Chucky, Jason. You know, at one point, I these movies I held to very high esteem, and and they just didn't hold up for me in the long run. Um, this as movie, well this movie, Evil Dead, just aged so well for me as a viewer to the point where when I watch it, I have nightmares, which I love. Like I don't I love think having that nightmares. Evil Dead, though, I but... think Evil Dead is a little more culty. Evil Dead is my favorite fucking movie, and yeah. I'm gonna we're gonna cover that on the next episode, and I am gonna worship the fuck out of it. So but, everybody just heads um, up on that. <laughs> uh, I have to just like it out there i think that toby hooper absolutely earned his place in horror as probably one of the greatest horror directors i know that he's put out bad stuff john carpenter has put out bad stuff wes craven has put out a shitload of bad stuff you know but not everything they do is going to be great and you can't compare their works um he went out he went into this film with a really low budget and a really clear vision and he he destroyed it. He knocked it out of the park to the point where this movie, they didn't think it was going to be remembered in a week. This movie has been remembered for 44 years, and I think that that's, that's, that's impressive. That's definitely saying something. And I think it. it's kind of crazy that it's to the point where, you know, my dad saw it in the drive-ins when it first came out, you know, and then we he watched it with me. Me and my brothers to this day still watch it together. You know, um, and like when my kids are older, you know, I'm sure they're going to watch it and they're going to scare the fuck out of their friends with it. And I just think it's so cool for something so old. I don't want to say so old, but like an older film still stays so relevant. Yeah. And be that horror that still scares you at night and makes you want to turn on the lights. And I think that. Modern horror doesn't have that so much. It's all about jumping and, like... Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, uh, there's been a few that came out in 2018 that I thought were all right. I actually did really like Mandy. You yeah. gotta watch that movie. What it's is it? Mandy. Mandy with the Nick Cage. Cage. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, so, yeah, we... Um, use of color. Really? Suspiria. A plus. Suspiria oh. vibes. It's oh, like... Yeah. I said it on the episode. It's like Suspiria, Hellraiser, and Mad Max all had a baby... And then that baby dropped acid. That is the that is Mandy. It's I, good. Um, it's have so, to watch it's it. Really it's, good. it's weird, but it's it's like weird. It's 
it's weird. It's, With a dash of national treasure? Yes, but it's it's different. It's The whole time I kept going, I thought we were watching National Treasure. This is bullshit. <laughs> I, I didn't find it scary, but it is it's it's, it's cool. kind of similar to this where it, it's it's all about tone and atmosphere and it yeah. makes you feel uncomfortable and like Yeah, and but it, those are I love movies like yeah. that. Yeah. It's very different though. Um it's not the typical jump scare t- made for teens. To, yeah, yeah. It, it's it is very um, unique in that sense, and we we ended up. I give it a nine. nine I, don't, I think I give it a nine. We gave it really high ratings. Yeah, we awesome. did. All right, I'm gonna check it out then. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, like Toby Hooper's sadly passed away since this movie was released mm-hmm. just a couple years ago, or was it last year? It was a few years ago because he was passed away it's like when, uh, when we covered it the first time. Yeah, it's fairly recent. It's really sad. I never had the opportunity. We we didn't get into like conventions and shit until like last year, mm-hmm. so we never really had the opportunity to meet him. Gunnar Hansen, Marilyn Burns, none of them. But we did. You should tell them about our eBay find. Oh, um, I was looking at VHS he tapes. He bought me the best present ever. <laughs> I was looking at VHS tapes, and somebody, it was a eBay page that sells, they typically sell, like, World War II books, and, um, he randomly had a copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre on VHS for five bucks, and, like, the description just said, if you collect VHS tapes, it would be a good addition to your collection. So I was looking, and, um, it was the one from the 90s, the uncut version, and I was looking, I'm like, wait, that says Marilyn Burns on it. So come to find out, it was signed by Marilyn Burns. I looked up, um, like, other things that she had signed, and it was, like, identical. Yeah. So I was like, fuck. So I bought it right away. It even had, bucks, like, a yeah. smudged, like, little fingerprint yeah. on there of hers. So it's it was a really cool find. I was super excited about it. But um, it still does bum me out that um, these these horror greats are not, not here today. We're not going to... There's no new stories that we'll get except from Ed Neal, really. Yeah. There's a couple people still alive, but Ed Neal's the big one. Mm-hmm. And John Dugan. I want to meet him so bad. So, uh, that being said, thank you guys for listening. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast or on Twitter at Horror underscore Haven. You can tune in next week where we're going to be covering Evil Dead. Um, it's October now, so we have a pretty good lineup for the, the whole month. Weeks, yeah. yeah. And um, with how much movies we want to cover, we'll probably have a solid lineup all through November, too. So, um, We're hoping to get back in the swing of things. Yeah. If we go silent in December, don't worry about it. We're not dead. Well, I might be dead. I don't know. We'll see. Shit got grim. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> have a good night, guys. Good night. Bye.